You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hanfler and Michael C. Drew to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Manal. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. <laughs> Well, we do daily wrestling <laughs> podcasts where we not only review Men and Al Rao, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Play. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Collision Pay-Per-Views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review Raw and the final show ahead of Crown Jewel. Another good Raw. I thought I was keen to... It's weird with Crown Jewel. I'm not not excited. I wish I wasn't. I also wish it was out of the way. Mm. I'm more excited about Survivor Series. It feels like the bigger picture is for yeah. that, if not for a couple of big matches at Crown Jewel. But the thing I can't wait to talk about, and like me and Sage actually agree on a thing about Raw this week, delivered. Yes. I was nervous. Like we previewed something yesterday, which we'll get to, that was at the time just a bit of fantasy booking that it felt like the wrestlers were trying to manifest. Then it got announced. Then I started to panic because what if our own build up, what if wrestlers that we had actual stakes in didn't deliver, mm-hmm. and WWE failed to get something right, and they didn't just get it right, they absolutely nailed it. I felt great as it was happening, and it put me, like, I was already in a pretty good mood. It's raw, I'm really enjoying the product, but this was yet another week where something happened that just gave me faith that everything's pretty good. Mm. Like, everything is pretty good. Another raw, which I fundamentally am a bit meh on, <laughs> that nonetheless had several multiple things on it that I really quite enjoyed. Yeah. Let's dive straight What's into going it. on? <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive straight into it then uh, because um, the show opens uh, with Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio coming out. They've got JD McDonough with them, but he's not official. But in terms of Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio, they're in the f***ing judgment day. And the other side. Ripley talks... Good, good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. Uh. Ripley talks about Damian Priest shattering Cody's ankle, saying that's just the beginning. Uh, Dom's going to take out Ricochet, uh, and JD McDonough's going to remind Seth Rollins uh, what it's like to be an enemy of the Judgment Day. Um, Ripley says uh, <laughs> Rollins and Drew basically have got a decision to make. Whoever makes the right decision could walk out of Crown Jewel as champion. Uh, and she says, speaking of Crown Jewel, uh, the odds are stacked against me, but this is just another opportunity to prove to us all that she's the most dominant women, woman in the WWE, and Mammy is always on top. Sami Zayn comes out, and you just hear Ripley off mic go, God damn it! 
he says he's sick of hearing her talk and talk and talk about it. Judgment Day holds all the power. He says, I've spent my entire life fighting people like you, people who thought that power was the only thing that mattered, uh, that power meant you could oppress whoever you wanted, but that wasn't my game. My game's rebellion. My game is resistance, he says. I'll fight Judgment Day, even if it's five on one, as long as there's uh, a breath of air in my body, I'll fight all of you. Um, I'll fight all of you until Judgment Day is no more. And Ripley's like, we don't need a numbers game when it comes to you, Sammy. Why don't you have a bare knuckle fight tonight against Damien Priest uh, and Dom? I barely caught this. He's getting booed out of the building, as always. Dom basically suggests that three on one. Let's take him out right now. Buttoned out of the building. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean Rossap reported not this week, so... Apparently they've like they've had a button free week, oh. and he was moved to report that because he got so much grief Ugh. to say no. You, yeah, they're pressing a button, and then one fan that was like, "Well, here's the real noise." It's like, "Well, maybe it's both." It's then. two and noises. Then, yeah, and the fan was like, "No, it's not. It's definitely real noise." Shut up, Sean. So he was like, "No button this week. Everybody, chill out." Uh, Ricochet runs down to to save Sammy though, and Judgment Day bail. They sort of attempted to get some cheap shots, but in the end decided better against it. Uh, I really like this. Just want to get it out of the way quickly. It's a bit cake and eat it when on the week that you build into Crown Jewel, of which Sami Zayn is on the card, they're doing a big promo about oppression and about how like it'll fight against oppression and against oppressive, powerful regimes and all that. It's like, see you Saturday, guys. Uh, just to mention it, yeah. really. But otherwise, yet another really great week for Sami Zayn, talking about a few that he's not yet in. Mm. I love this quite simple, Sami Zayn is now alone and thinks, well, I'd quite like to be world champion, actually and is talking his way to getting there. He's not in the feud right now. And to wrap this into his own, I guess, like PTSD from the bloodline into something that he's doing with the Judgment Day, I just thought was very neat as well. Sammy's delivery is really believable. So he's one of those, like, they've got a few baby faces where you can just like, get them to just go out there and speak like real human beings while delivering WWE speak, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. You can tell it's not quite as tightly scripted when people are given trust and I think Sami Zayn is one of those the rebellion. He's earned it. Yeah, the rebellion it. stuff is very cheesy, but then he puts his own spin on it that just about gets that nonsense mm. over the Cody's the same, gets a lot of like WWE style nonsense over the line. I just like this this Sami Zayn at some point he's gonna fight for the title character. Feels real, feels like what he would do. Feels like what top level wrestlers yeah. should do more often. I, I watch Sami Zayn in this promo segment. And my mind drifts to AEW and thinking, like, why can't you give like Moxley <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this again or Eddie Kingston mm. this? Like, this is what is wrestling to me. And like, I had similar qualms about the content and the timing of it, even if there might have been the subtext there. Mm. There's still, you can never escape that shadow ever um, in terms of what WWE are going to do this weekend. Nonetheless, the delivery. There was so much conviction to it. And there was just so much of a booming crowd ovation. Is that, that one there? Yeah, I'll run through fucking that. <laughs> I'll run through that for you, Sammy. Just tell us what to run through and I'll do it. He is so incredible at what he does. Um, love him. Like this. But love him. Yeah. Uh, so then we got the match. Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonald's there, Rhea Ripley's there, of course, against Ricochet. Non-title. Um, Ricochet dominates early on because well, he's facing Dominic Mysterio. Um, but JD McDonough causes a distraction that allows Dom to take over, taking us into a break. When we come back, Dom's hitting the three amigos. Uh, Ricochet ducks the 619 though and hits a handspring back elbow. Uh, flying crossbody from Ricochet. Lion Salt gets a two count. Dom comes back after raking Ricochet's eyes, hits a neck breaker. 
Uh, but Ricochet avoids the frog splash, hits a super kick, goes up top, but both Ripley and JD McDonough jump on the apron to cause distractions, and that allows Dom to schoolboy him whilst holding the tights and having his feet on the ropes to get the pinfall victory. Post-match, Ricochet superkicks JD McDonough, hits Dom with a recoil, goes up top, but uh, Ripley pulls her man out of the way. This was thoughtful when it didn't need to be, and I really appreciated that. I love a double treble cheat. Like it's not enough to just pull the tights. You're cheating every single way you can. I love that. There's been a few examples of this across AEW and WWE lately, where there's this specific kind of agent in. It was most obvious in some of Christian's early matches when he turned, but it was Dominic here. Almost nothing is done on actual earnest offense everything's from a defensive position, everything's an attempt to kind of cheat first and defend yourself rather than do anything, and that's perfect for a Dominic Mysterio Ricochet match because Ricochet's the one with the moves. He's the babyface and he can do anything. Dominic is a heel who can do nothing and is especially out of his depth against Ricochet. Don't just, like, send him up to the top rope willy-nilly to do his own mm. frog splash, for example. Just have him have to not fight from underneath like a baby face, but just cheat like a his rat. Way. Yeah, <laughs> just cheat his way as he did. And in the meantime, because he was required to cheat within the body of the match, you saw Rhea Ripley finally extend a little bit of a hand of friendship to J.D. McDonough. She's been, mm. like, always very sort of open in her, like, you're not part of this. You can hang around with us, but you are not part of the group. But because the necessity here was... Like Dominic Mysterio getting the win and JD McDonough was able to help. They were uh, embracing by the end and she was glad to have his help. And I just like that this was the match that finally seemed to let like JD McDonough into the into the group a little bit more mm. through Rhea. And that was uh, like again, just like a nice and economic use of all of the little things going on. Consistent with my wider sort of malaise with wrestling in the modern scene, I guess. There's been so many times this year when someone does a convoluted set up to a move and it gets countered and just with the, with the kind of mood I'm in I just think oh what a dickhead <laughs> what are you doing that for you look like an arsehole and look you got easily countered and if you hadn't have done that you idiot then you know you wouldn't have got your, the back of your head drop kicked or whatever Ricochet's handspring elbow in this match was like well so defending against that, yeah. he's like he's literally ricocheting around the <laughs> ring, and you don't know where he's going to end up. Uh, I thought he was on point. Really good individual performance, and I'm one to bury uh, Dominic Mysterio. This is like not perfect, but flawless. If that makes any sense, like he didn't look hmm. lost, he didn't do anything that just looked really transparent and like tepid. And I thought this was a fun little TV match, and of course we'll be talking a lot more about Dominic Mysterio later on today when we do our. Uh, NXT preview. Oh, God, I thought we'd do like a round table there. What goes I'm not doing that. What goes to wrestling podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, there's a video package for DIY to reestablish them because it's been... They have wrestled on the main roster together, haven't they? On uh, Triple H's sad raw. Yeah, yeah I was like, that. I'm having your best wrestlers, Paul, whether you want him up. But damn! <laughs> I botched the other six <laughs> in as many weeks, pretty much. I need the best ones that the people like. They're uh, feuding on my uh, biggest takeover ever. Don't think so. One of them's going to break the neck. See you later, Paul. <laughs> you two nerd it, wasn't it, when it was like... You could just see, he just said, Go, show me some pictures of it. It was Hamlet's yeah. take. Like, he basically said, he didn't watch the product because no. why would Vince McMahon do that? And it was Hamlet's take, right, let's look at the 8x10s here. And he's gone for the blonde. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone for the freak. Is it Lars Sullivan and EC3? He's gone for the yeah. muscles. Yeah. He's gone for the blonde and Lacey Evans. Oh, that guy's a freak. I can make some <laughs> money with that. Actually, you can't because you, you, you passed it, Vince. Then there was like, look at those wacky, like, Big guys yeah. in heavy machinery. Failed in like a month. Four more. Yeah. yeah. More. Your best ones. <laughs> Fob me off with the losers. This was literally like, what, weeks after 
that said, haven't been doing a very good job for you guys <laughs> lately. Um, let's bring some new new blood, some fresh, <laughs> yeah. some fresh faces, and some new blood, and I'll botch them all. We watched that. Um, we watched that clip we talked about a, f- a few uh, days ago as well. Where One man's brilliance. What? One man's genius. What? Despite all that. What? Can't do it by myself anymore. That's for sure. What? I could do it without you guys. Though. <laughs> A minute into this guy's mere culpa, and he's like, no, I'm still the best, actually. What an asshole. Uh, there was a video package for Raquel Rodriguez, a video package for uh, all the women in that uh, five-way, I think it is, yeah. at Crown Jewel. And then... Oh, my God. There's a video package establishing, for people who don't know, and if you don't know, why aren't you watching NXT? It's the best show of the week. The Creed Brothers, because they were answering uh, Gable and Otis's open challenge. Um... And fair play, Michael Cole really put over Julius and Brutus Creed to, to establish, you know, what they'd done, not only in NXT, but like in uh, amateur wrestling and stuff like that and all the records they'd broken and things like that. And they get into it early on. Uh, Julius, who Sidge has, has picked as a, a real future star, and I've got to agree with you. I think he could be the man. Mm. He starts off with Chad Gable, nice grappling exchange, uh, and then, because like you say, I was the same. I was a little bit concerned that... what. what like, what are they going to do in terms of, is it just going to be yours going, all right, here we go, and then it's just not the NXT version of the Creed's going to yeah. use it. And then immediately, they do that handoff suplex spot, and the crowd are like, what's this? I've not seen this before. I guess a nice reaction. Um, Otis comes in, though. Look at the bloody size of him. He hits him with a double clothesline. Gable hits a flying double clothesline after tagging in. Uh, they suplex, suplex the Creed's out of the ring, go to a break. We come back. Uh, Gable catches Brutus in a nice ankle lock, but Brutus slips out and hits like a Samoan drop for a two. Um, Gable hits Brutus with a back suplex. They tag out. Otis does a forward roll and hits both men with a double clothesline. Uh, slams them. Hits Julius with the caterpillar, but uh, there's a kick out at two. Julius comes back, though, hits a knee strike on Otis, a standing shooting star press. Uh, Brutus follows with a standing moonsault, and I'm like, there's the boys. Gable breaks up the cover. Um, Brutus tries some clothesline on Otis, but he just no-sells them, hits like a world's strongest, strongest slam. One, two. Julius breaks up the cover by hitting a 450 splash off the top. Oh, my God. And Gable then hits the pile <laughs> with a moonsault. Oh, my God. I've completely forgot to make. I meant to mention this on our preview yesterday because I was gonna. I was gonna say what about Ivy Nile, but I completely forgot. And then she yeah, factored in because um, Ivy Nile jumps on the apron. Maxine Dupree pulls her off. Tazawa tries to get involved, so Ivy Nile hits him with a German suplex. Oh my god! And literally, oh my god! <laughs> I'm watching this in the in bed this morning, and I see Julius go underneath Otis, and I was like, and he's going to do it, he's going to do it, and he does. He gets Otis on his shoulders. Brutus hits the Brutus ball off the top. It looks insane. Oh, my God. One, two, three. The Creed brothers win, uh, and they all shake hands afterwards. Oh, my God. Perfect. I'm like, I'm, no notes. I, I, I was, like, I'm not one really to cry over wrestling, but I could have welled up watching, like, watching our boys come oh. in the way they did. There was even a bit of diamond mine lore about the whole thing. It's like, look what they've, you know, they've come through. Roddy Strong over there watching. Yeah, we did it, guys. The other guy looks like, um, he looks like a Jack Simon. <laughs> Have I said that before? Some real, some real deep podcast lore. The new YouTube <laughs> subscribe. You know, you know. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, from the video package that kind of didn't oversell what you were going to get and thus potentially lead to a bit of disappointment, just an impeccably agented presentation of like NXT 
debuting stars in a way that we've probably never really had before, no. save for the odd rule-proven exceptions. Uh, the like the gorgeous little grappling exchange with mm. Julius and Chad Gable probably would have been enough. Like you're watching right, like these two can go, and then say if you had like one like power exchange between Brutus and Otis, you would have got the picture of what these two offer. And I think. Loads of other versions of WWE would have given you just that, and then a defeat, and then and eventually you're going to see them win. But this just wasn't going to be one of those nights. And it was like with every little step the match took where you thought, they're going to win. They're mm-hmm. going to actually win this. It just got more and more exciting. Cedric nailed it yesterday. The trick with this debut was always going to be like to get that like feeling of bubble under and then like escalate and explode at the right point. It wasn't a C the wow stuff straight away. So they gave this like just the right amount of time. Yeah. They put uh, Alpha Academy in charge as the, the veteran figures on this show um, to the point where the Creed brothers do, weren't just there to show the stuff. They already had to like fight from underneath, which is what you should get from an NXT act because you're supposed to see the journey. You're supposed to live it with them. We know they've won tag belts and they've kind of dominated in NXT. But to this mass audience, you kind of want to feel like you're back at the start. This was just, this was measured perfectly to feel like they're just back at the start, but they can go, they're a serious threat right out of the gate. And the fact that we've moved to like the Doomsday Brutus Ball as a finisher after the way they used it in that cage match was exactly the right move. That is a that is a main roster ready win in the tag belts finisher from day one. Uh, Imagine the kick out oh, in like three years. It's it's going to be wild. I oh, it's the perfect guy, a big guy, so you get this like incredible feat of strength, but like not the biggest guy. Just a just a, a showing on night one. Yeah. Well, they can do this to anybody. Then like one day it might be Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and then it's like, well, can they do it to Braun? Possibly. This teased so much still to come while delivering uh, like this box fresh like main roster ready act as we knew they could be uh, right down to Ivy Nile getting yeah. suplex on Tazawa because she's like an ass kicker as well. And you're going to see, well, great, there's somebody for the women's division after this five-way mess is dealt with. Like, flawless, flawless stuff. Adored it. I absolutely loved this. I thought it was tremendous. And I love as well how they didn't quite empty the tank. You didn't see that real, like, fired-up intensity. We are going to just survive this match from the Creeds because that will come later at WrestleMania, hopefully. Um, this escalated brilliantly. You got it's just a stunning showcase without mm-hmm. emptying the clip. Like you got the sense that these were just absolutely unbelievably intense jock meatheads with just an unreal amount of strength, like an incredible level of athleticism. Like look at these total hybrid athletes, and I'm trying to. F- I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but I love recency bias. I've said this quite often. I'm not saying these guys yet are anywhere near the level of a Danielson or a Tanahashi, but they are, despite working a different style, like a kind of a similar breed of performer where it's like, I don't think I'd be able to trust or in fact believe anyone who said they didn't like this act. Yeah, Mm -hmm. There's something so universal to this sort of, just this overwhelming thrill and joy of a pro wrestling stripe that they can just elicit. I, f- I honestly think it's impossible to not fall in love with this act, let alone just not like them. Like, a universal appeal, mm-hmm. a debut that was pitched perfectly in terms of a showcase, the bold, necessary victory, the idea, and this is crucial, that, like, you cannot do this all of the time every week, sometimes a couple of times per episode. Yes, and I'm the first to say it, trust me, Triple H's WWE episodic TV can get a bit boring, but it's boring for a purpose. It's truly a little bit boring for a purpose. Um, 
it's like you know when if you follow soccer football <laughs> like you've got a manager and they've just signed or had on their behalf signed um like a hot new international talent mm. who needs like adapting to the league or whatever and you don't want to mess with your system and you don't want to mess with that starting 11 and you get fans sometimes after like a draw where you could have had three points or whatever thinking can he not have put him in mm. or her in or whatever like we kind of need that boost or and then the coach or the manager will go no nope, not yet not yet now it's not the time and then they do and then they bleed them in that's what triple h does with his booking mm. And I think it's honestly, like, incredibly effective. It can get tedious. You can get people who quite rightly think, oh, you could have made the change here discipline or there. Discipline is tedious sometimes, yeah, isn't it? But yeah. discipline is tedious, and I've campaigned for all of this in AEW to an extent, and this is a perfect example of why. Like, I've seen countless debuts in AEW over the last 18 months where I've just thought, oh, well, it's not going to make a difference. I enjoyed it, not going to make a difference. Like... By being disciplined with this wider approach, I instantly received the creeds as well. They're going to win the titles. Yeah. They are going to win those tag team titles at some point. They are going to get incredibly over, and they've just had the best possible start because, one, they executed it tremendously, and, two, they were kind of given every chance to succeed. In terms of a debut, in terms of what they did, didn't do, and what didn't ruin it beforehand, like 10 out of 10, like a five-star presentation. It's got to be... I mean, again, recency bias, of course. It's got to be the best NXT debut ever, not just because of how well I'm presuming it's going to have been well received by the mm-hmm. like the mass raw audience. I'd, you, you could feel it in the building. They certainly. won people so, over, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Like they were told, right? They've won the the cup. They've won the tag titles yeah. in NXT. But like, it, it's well, all right. But now you've got to show me in the exactly, ring, and you felt yeah. like that was happening in the building. So you can assume you can extend that to a lot of Raw's viewership that have never seen NXT. But again. Like, it doesn't really feel like there's going to be as many cases of uh, being rewarded for the NXT journey because, well, other than us three in a selector, it doesn't feel like many people are that <laughs> engaged in NXT. But I remember us three desperate for anything good in the horrible, crummy uh, CWC. Mm. Remember the Crees debut there? They debuted there. And that first week we were like, well, thank God for them because <laughs> they've just battered two jobbers. And yeah, you had to smooth in a few edges, but it's not been in a way that's ruined the act in any way. It's like they've shown them up, to be fair, in mm-hmm. NXT. And that like that's not been a, exactly a performance center staple either. So... Again, I don't know if this is uh, with someone like a Tiffany Stratton as well, and there's select others. I don't know if this Triple H Shawn Michaels synergy is what this NXT to main roster process needed, like mm. all along. I don't know what it is. Is it just as obvious as Vincent Man hated Triple H's guys and vice versa, and you were <laughs> never going to get some synergy between those two? But I like I welcome more debuts if they're going to be like this because clearly, well, of course one. One side should know what the other's doing because you're supposed to be servicing your own company. It was preposterous that it failed as often as it did. So this is how it should have worked all along. Just to expand on that, um, I'll give my own take rather. This is like, first of all, it's NIL or nil. Yeah. Mm. Proof of concept. Yeah. This is just how it should be. Athletes, man. Yeah. Kick-ass athletes. Secondly, I think this worked not just because Vince had nothing to do with it as far as <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> that is obviously key. I think also, like, I've watched the Creed's first televised match it feels like I've invested in them on the ground floor and I've watched them evolve. I was a bit scared on week three, four, where they yeah. kind of maybe, I inferred that they got told, calm down. Ease up, lads. It's <laughs> ease up, lads. It's awesome, but it's also reckless and he can't really do that. And then I thought, ah, oh, it's a shame. Then they've sort of changed that energy, refined, polished, all the rest of it. I've seen the Creed's first match 
but I have not seen their best match, and their best match will probably happen about three, five. I reckon in the case of Julius in particular, 10 or 15 years' time, right? In the old system, never worked for, like, Pac, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, uh, Alistair Black, mm. Ricochet, Gargano, Champa, because you'd seen pretty much their best match. And then, all right, welcome to the main roster. Didn't feel like a jump or a debut, mm. and it was just all flawed. This will work. The fabled NXT to main roster promotion, that heavily ironic word, will work if you've seen their first match, mm. and you can just yeah. really get in. Tables, ladders, and scares as well tonight. And I get, like, that's kind of inspired because a massive audience, like, WWE's second biggest audience has seen them, and there's a good chance that we're like, they look great. Let's see them in their sort of their oh. home turf in a, like, a TLC match, of a match that, like, helps lesser talented wrestlers have their big night. It's, that's really nicely done as a send-off for the Creeds on NXT as well. So I would expect, I don't know if they're going to bring Got all audience, the talent in the world. Like, they're gonna, I, don't, I don't think they're going to bring an audience with them. But it's an it's a noble failure if they don't mm. because they've you know they've created a stage here with which to like drag a few viewers over. Uh, so Finn Balor is backstage with Damian Priest. Uh, there's a knock at the door. Someone says "trick or treat," and it's the new day, dressed as the Judgment Day. Uh, Kofi Kingston's uh, candy basket is a uh, mini money in the bank briefcase. Um, they get sent out. Finn takes the candy off uh, Xavier, <laughs> although Woods does stop to briefly flirt with Rhea Ripley, uh, who's just shown up with Dom and JD McDonough. Uh, Bala's like, you are right, Dom? Uh, he's not happy about what happened out there. Um, Priest said, well, yeah, Ricochet would have would have paid dearly if all of the Judgment Day was out there. And Ripley's like, ah, no, you know, long game. We need to take care of business tonight. And he's like, well, I've got a lot to take care of myself. I've got a match with Cody Rhodes at Crown Jewel and... I might cash in. It could be Rollins, McIntyre, Roman Reigns, or LA Knight having the shortest world title reign ever, basically. Um, and he said, I thought we weren't supposed to have leaders. Why are you bossing everyone about? Why have you put me in a match tonight? And she's like, no, I've booked you in a match because you're the punishment of huh? Judgment Day. Huh? See what they did there? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they all kind of get back on the same page. Uh, they're going to... Tonight's about the Judgment Day. They're going to show the world... Um, J.D. McDonough joins in the celebration. There's a little look from Damien Priest, but he's, he's he's worming his way in slowly. I just really enjoy the intrigue around Priest cashing. Genuinely, I do. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, cashing in, as we've talked about before, it's very hard as a baby face to do that and not feel like you're cheating a little bit, really. You're taking a shortcut. Even when Big E announced it and he's just the most beloved guy and he said, I'm I'm going to do it, and he did it, it's still a bit like, I but Bobby Lashley's injured. And so I'm going to forgive you, but I couldn't forgive anybody yeah. else in this situation. Uh, I quite like that. I think, them, I think they're kind of nailing it here because Damien Priest will turn babyface. He will yes. leave this group behind, but I think he needs to cash in still as a heel, mm-hmm. and yet the cashing creates a pop. It's a very difficult thing they've got on Money in the Bank now, and I think with Damien Priest, they're going to get it right. It will get a massive reaction when he wins the belt, when he cashes in successfully, and he's part of this heel stable. But that cashing will probably be the last straw, and he'll be as good as gone. Like, I'm not comparing this to when Triple H kicked Randy Orton out the next night, mm. but I could well see something similar, like Rhea Ripley and getting angry on behalf of Finn Balor that Damien Priest didn't follow orders or went out on his own. And it's like, why would you not? You can cash and win the title. By this point, you're kind of rooting for Damien Priest to do his own thing. And I just, I like this act so much that I like what Priest's doing. I'm into how much purple pyro we could get if he cashed in in Crown Jewel. Oh, yeah. That's going to look awesome. Anyway, thoughts? (laughs) Not really. It was a knockabout segment. I don't care. I think the Judgment Day remain 
You know when we talk about like Triple H satisfying the base? I think that's most defined by the Judgment Day. If you're into what they're up to, it's like, I'm the base and I'm satisfied. And then if you're not the base, you're like, oh, it's these guys again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's these guys again. Yeah. The New Day, just the Judgment Day, was funny. They're in the New Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, there's a video package for Nia Jax. Thanks, Sid. And then it was time for Miz TV um, with special guest Gunther. Oh, boy. He introduces Gunther. He doesn't come out, though. Here comes uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Uh, Kaiser says, you represent everything wrong with the WWE universe. Uh, you're everything we hate. You're nothing but a clown. Uh, and he says, hmm, I've been called a lot of things, but I've never been somebody's sidekick. And then we've got bloody third wheel here with Giovanni Vinci. Um, I mean, he has been somebody's sidekick, but... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked the way this descended into an internet argument as well because Vinci says, um, "Well, you're your wife's sidekick on Total Divas," and uh, he's like, "Oh, oh, you can speak now, all of a sudden, can you?" Uh, let's give him a round of applause, and he's like, "Actually, the show's Miz and Misses, and I've got a hot wife, so one nil to me." <laughs> that was one of your least favorite things, isn't it? Well, you know, say what you like about Miz, but he's got a hot wife. That's the real Miz. That's the real Miz. <laughs> so if I, but it doesn't make me a good wrestler. <laughs> Miz uh, says, uh, Kaiser, you uh, letting Vinci speak? And Vinci's like, I can speak when I want. <laughs> Kaiser's like, no, you can't. Um, don't talk unless me and, me or Gunther tells you to. And here comes Gunther. And uh, Gunther's like, you must not have got the message, Miz. Uh, you're doing a bloody talk show. It's 2023. The ring's sacred. Everything you do is beneath me. I don't respect you, Miz. Uh, Miz's like, not the first time I've heard that. Uh, I interviewed an invisible John Cena. And uh, he was more entertaining than you, Gunther. Uh, I'm the big- That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm the biggest star in WWE. No. Uh, <laughs> Gunther says, you can talk all you want. All that matters is what, what you do when you enter the ring. You're a talk show host, and I'm the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Miz is like, hey, I can be serious when I want to be. I was serious when I uh, cashed in and beat Randy Orton to win the title. I was serious when I main evented WrestleMania. Did you? You never <laughs> mentioned that. Um, I was serious when What I else did you do, Miz? I was serious when I won the world title again a decade <laughs> later, and I made the IC title the most prestigious title in WWE. No, you, did, you just said he did. <laughs> you just said he did. Right, on the spot. Hang on, Gunther's amused by all Shut this. Shut up. Oh. It's time to play the game! Time to play, time to play the game! How many times has the Miz won the Intercontinental title? Seven. Who was the first one? Who did he dethrone first? <laughs> Second. If in doubt, Dolph Ziggler. If in Second. doubt, Kofi Kingston. I don't, I don't know. Third. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. I like, you're, you're, the, you're the encyclopedia with WWE. I love the 2016 run. I love when he defeated Dolph Ziggler for it in 2016. I love when he yeah. defeated Roman Reigns in 2018. Like, I can think of a couple of really good. That's it. Intercontinental title runs. That's it. Not ten good I ones. I don't know the answers either. Ten? Nine? I'm just, I'm just looking this up now. Hang on. Uh, Go nine. I'll take a punt on nine. But I don't know the answers either. Yeah. What, do you say? what do you reckon? How many How many reigns has he had? Beat, I think he beat Wade Barrett, Wade Barrett for it once on a record. Seven. I'll go nine. Uh, correct answer is eight. Yeah. A combined 592 days is recognised by WWE. Two or three of them were good. Yeah, a couple of good runs out of the eight. A couple of good nights. A good nights. So, first win would probably be like, what, 2012? Wade Wade Barrett. Barrett. It was at Raw 1000. He beat Christian. Oh, crap. Ric Flair was teaching him to do the figure four. Oh, God. That sort of stuff. Uh, Reign two. 
Wade, Wade Barrett. Barrett. That was Wade Barrett. Lost it the next night. Uh, rain three. Boom. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, technically, it was a vacant. Uh, it was vacant. There's a battle royal. Uh, Bad news. Barrett had to vacate due to shoulder injury, and he last eliminated Dolph Ziggler uh, to become champion. Uh, rain four. What John year? Morrison. Uh, we're in 2014 now. Kofi Kingston. Yeah, Kofi's a champion. Uh, you, Dolph. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they basically exchanged it. Battleground to SummerSlam to Night of Champions. The Miz won it back. What yeah. year was this? Uh, 2014. Uh, I did it again two years later. Yeah, um, It's good, that one. 2016, you can get this one. Dolph. Dolph. No. Oh, when he won it in the first place, Zack uh, Ryder. Zack Ryder, the yeah. Raw after WrestleMania. Had the run, exchanged it with Dolph. Uh, 20... Oh, yeah. yeah. Rain six. Course. Dolph. Dolph. Yeah. Of course. Rain seven. Well, yeah. 2017. Ambrose. Correct. And Rain 8. Roman. Correct. That's that's better than I thought. Yeah. Anyway, it's not prestigious. <laughs> yeah, Raw 25, because he won it in Brooklyn, and then he turned up in the Manhattan Centre, because the people inside were pretty pissed oh, off. Oh, so good, that. People were like, huh, bet you wish you were here. No? Yeah. Have looked with a like, just to what You just looked at yeah. that neon thing, Ico Pro. Neon stage. I'd have had Ico a Pro. great hour. Then I'd have jetted across to uh, the Barclays Centre once the Undertaker rocked up. Yeah. Like, I've got what I need out of this. <laughs> Getting on the subway. Raw 30 bear. Raw 30 was good. Good show. Uh, anyway, Gunther's uh, says, Miz, you're a great sports entertainer and Geyser smashes a pumpkin. Oh, well, careful, lad. I mean, it's <laughs> like when uh, Retribution smashed the same window twice. <laughs> Because uh, not only was sorry, not only was it pumpkin, it was a pumpkin with Mrs. Logo on it. Some poor bastard in the back's been working all day on that. Uh, or they just took one of the WWE ones and turned it upside down. Like it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> me, uh, Gunther mocks him. Miz attacks Kaiser and Vinci. Gunther drops Miz. Says, "You're not in my league." Uh, Miz attacks Gunther, but he's held back. Gunther just boots him, and Miz bails. And I thought, Are you meant to be a babyface here. A lot of people are going to hate this, and I get why. But the real. Process Truster is here to tell you why this might be good. Uh, the Miz is not turning babyface, but I think he's going to be a situational one against Gunther in which he's going to get his ass handed to him. Uh, the match is going to surprise people. Well, no, it shouldn't surprise you because it's Gunther, but it's going to surprise people because it's the Miz, ultimately. I think people sometimes forget that in order to build these incredible ratings, there has to be matches that are feuds, mini programs that on the surface don't look all that appealing. But Gunther is the reason he's done what all of those champions, including the Miz, eight times said that they were going to do, which was restore the like prestige of this title. He showed and didn't tell. Yeah, he's he's done this over and over and over again. I you don't know, agree with the point you're about to make. By there's, the way, there's, <laughs> there's matches against frigging Madcap Moss and Braun Strowman that nobody was that asked about because it's like well, this is the banana skin, and then Gunther made them great, and he just built and built and built this title reign. Mm. Uh, the Miz problem with the Miz is that. He switches this sort of thing on and off when he's like supposed to be intense and you can't buy it mm. because he, he is a clown like 99% of the time. And then there's this 1% where he asks, no, take me seriously, actually. And it's Remember like, talking to Mac promo. I'm not allowed to forget it. Like you can't have it both ways, unfortunately. A 20 year run with like, and I love elements of The Miz. I yeah. love I love five specific things The Miz ever did. And he mentions them every week, right? Mm -hmm. But like five specific things over 20 years is not a good return rate. So you can't then say, in that one percent of the time when you're being serious, well, I did these five things. Mm. It's that's not yeah. a good. That's not a good ratio. He's got a hot wife, so don't yeah. forget that. Uh, that like whatever. Like this will. This match will be great. No, uh, it won't. It will. It will. This match is going to be great. I'll have. I was going to say I'll have a good breeze, but but like we'll need like a. There's no like 
like sort of independent adjudicator on whether this is great or not, other than one of us just backing down and being like, yeah, it was rubbish. Oh, yeah, it was great. I got, I got blinded by the fact I can't decide what I want more. Like, I don't know whether I want, because it's the this four-way next week, obviously, isn't yeah. it? Miz, Ricochet, Bronson Reed, and Ivar. Oh, my God. And I can't decide whether I want Ivar to win and face Gunther right now, or Ivar to get screwed out of it, or just, you know, have it won, and then Bronson Reed takes him out, and then you get Ivar, Bronson Reed, and then Ivar versus Gunther down well, the road. And Miz, I want Ivar every week, basically. Miz might not get the match, because based on how he's been booked thus far, under Triple H, it's like, you're going to be my clown, mate. Yeah. Like, that last week with the camera. Once again, the match. The camera ignoring him. That was funny. That was really funny, right? So, like, Triple H might do all this and then not even give him the match. Just, yeah, we just wanted Gunther to go out there and absolutely bury it. <laughs> just start like, matches a triple threat because they forget Miz is a bit Anyway, ring the bell. Like, and just away from the Miz discourse, of which, of which I knew was inevitable when Miz TV featuring Gunther was dropped, the... It's interesting that sports entertainer is being used as a stick to beat the Miz with. Mm. Within WWE, it's yet another one of those Triple H from a distance. Take that, Dad. You're on the plane that hasn't got Wi-Fi coming back from Saudi Arabia, so I'm going to have a pop at your thing. Like, he does this a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Especially because sports entertainment is goaded right now. Well, exactly, yeah. It's the uh, leading genre <laughs> in his business. So, I, it's like, I thought that was quite interesting, I suppose, and I just think this Gunther Miz match is going to be great. I don't know what I'm so worried about. We'll see. We will see. Brian Daniels. Well, first of all, this was a bit of a change, a bit of a departure for The Miz in this promo because usually he goes to his championship and accomplishments section of yes. his Wikipedia page to tell his promos. This time he went through his uh, professional wrestling career. No, it's like segmented in yeah. decades or whatever. Right? And that was like the autobiography mm-hmm. as opposed to the titles he's won. So that's a change. Well done, Miz. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Trained by the Miz, of course. I fing hate you so much. <laughs> you are such a. While we're speaking about successful NXT call ups, Brian Danielson. <laughs> Rookie Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, you've taken it too far. <laughs> Brian Danielson yes. once said that he really wanted to test himself in pro wrestling and he just dreamed up the idea of doing like a three hour match just to see if he could ever do it. No promoter ever said <laughs> he can do it. I'd love to watch it. Then again, I watched the 80 minute, uh, is it Austin Aries? Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, I don't think. Even, <laughs> even Danielson can't. Nah, just a three hour wrestling match. If it was, you know, Austin Aries was good. Very Mar- good. Martin Scott says he WrestleMania weekend show. One match is yes. Danielson. Ah, that's not bad. Yeah. Joey um, Janela's Martin Scott says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he wanted to do that to be the ultimate test of what a professional wrestler can do because the whole idea is you are meant to engage the audience peak and trough with the crowd response keep them engaged like, don't look at your phone like lock them in a spell he said if I can do that for three hours it would prove that I'm as good as people say or I think I am Gunther credibly selling for the Miz's offense and strikes is a bigger test of <laughs> someone's wrestling ability than a three-hour match. How uh, how will you do it? Like, how on earth is he going to do that convincingly? Like basically, the Miz. What if go- he doesn't? By the way, remember when Bobby Lashley didn't? It was really entertaining. He but just yeah. bulldozed through him. But I think the whole well, the you know I thought you were you you, you fed heads loved story because if you look at the story <laughs> beats here, they are clearly telling you that the Miz is going to take himself seriously for this one night. Yeah, and basically he's gonna like he's going to try, try the Miz try. Like, <laughs> I'd like to see him try. 
like how is he? he's going to have to enter the very best individual performance of his life. Like the Miz has on occasion done a 15 to 17 minute WWE style match really well. Mm-hmm. Like he has. Like the, the Rollins one from 2018 yeah. after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The the triple threat at Mania, the Ziggler stuff. He can do the WWE style really quite well on select occasions. Like as you said, the return rate for how long he's been in this company is pitiful. Yeah. But he's shown himself capable of doing that style of match really quite well about five times. A Gunther match, different gravy. Like, he's going to have to, like, chop him and hurt him. And Gunther's going to have to sell for this. Yeah, kicks. I think that's going to be really fun. Gunther's going to no-sell the hit kicks. That's like, he's going to no-sell it. But then, Hamlet, again, you like stories. I'm going to explain what the story's going to (laughs) be. Gunther is going to, like, go tepid offense and, like, get kicks. (laughs) And get kicks and go, yeah. What's that? Yeah. What's that? And, like... We swap him away like a fly, mm-hmm. okay? And then that's going to cause it's something in a, in a wrestling match called, like, a fire-up. Yeah, <laughs> Miz is going to dig deep, and we've never seen it before, and he's going to try really hard. Yeah, but he's going to suck at it, because yeah, he's, he's the Miz. That, that's the story, Brithy. Like, yeah, no, the, one the story, Brithy, is that you, he's going to have to kick Gunther really, really hard and convincingly and snug and stiff and come agonizingly close think- and get that near fall, and then in the end, oh, Gunther's better. But the, the, that's not going to be good because it's the Miz and he sucks. I think the Miz is going to make a baby face out of a low blow spot. I think he's going to do one thing where, oh God, that's how he's going to get him. And you're like, I don't believe this, but it's really, really entertaining to watch. Think? Him. Yeah, I think I think, I they, hope so. I think they're going to get him. Like on it, I've absolutely. Maybe this is. So a good you think thing. he's going to do like a bit of? Um, well, he's one, two, three, Miz. Like, he's my scumbag adjacent. Something along those lines. Like he's so gonna, not gonna, like a fryer up. Well, I sure hope not. There's this one. Actually, moment. I'd, I'd like to see him try. I'd, I'd like, and again, like, but I like the test. I think the test is a, like, that's a great thing to have Gunther. It's not even go through at this point because he's passed more than enough sports mm-hmm. entertainment tests. Everybody said he would fail and he's passed a million times. So at this point. He's got a PR. Well, like, like I say, at this point, I'm, I'm choosing to trust the process whilst understanding why people don't. I think there's a lot of this in WWE at the moment, right? Not to make like a wider point out of this, but I think there's still lots of people who aren't really that engaged with WWE and I get why but it feels like then a Miz Gunther graphic appears and there will be people that go, oh, bloody hell, what are they doing over there with Gunther? And it's like, well, WWE's been pretty great for about a year. So they've built up this intercontinental champion that has completely like changed the game. Why not see if he can do it yet again and have something captivating? I want to see it. Yeah, this like, I'm, I want to see it. I I'm, just generally don't think it'll be very good. Like, I cannot wait to see I, Gunther try. God, I know you, you don't really like, I feel like strong style wrestling or like that kind of thing. It's like... Like the Miz, you're conditioned to not see how bad the Miz is because it's he's the king of soft style, and you like soft style. I certainly do like. But like, he's gonna suck in this match I if th- they do it a certain way. I think they're gonna nail it. I think they are going to nail it. Like the two of them and whoever agency, I think they'll nail it. I just hope he doesn't try Gunther match. Oh no, yeah, he's not rocking up like Elia. It's not gonna be like that BT Sports brawl. I'd be like, he went to punch him, threw the other guy out the ring. The whole, the verbiage of the promo was like, no, I'm gonna take it seriously. So I'm telling you, this is the way it's going to go. I don't think it's going to... You think you're going to subvert it? I think, it's, I think they'll subvert it a little bit, but I also think it's pretty funny when Miz tries to fire up and then gets his arse handed to him. Like I don't want to laugh at Gunther. <laughs> I wanna, I, it's going to have to sell. It's a wrestling match. We've hit upon something there because it's like, I want to laugh a little bit at Gunther. He's, uh, he's in the Fed now. A bit of everything. No, you know, I don't want to laugh at Gunther. I want Gunther, Cody, like Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. I want things to compel me to watch this. 
I don't want to have Schadenfreude with Gunther. I don't. Oh no, no, I don't mean Schadenfreude. I mean I want to see him be able to do everything. I want to see him smash the mids, and then I'll, like one week he can like on a celebration he can be having a normal drink. I like see him being <laughs> Gunther. You get you get loads of Gunther, and you can have a little bit more. We'll we'll move on. We'll do, treat two different people. Leader. Two different people. We sometimes shag. <laughs> I feel like we're just not talking about Ivar enough. So when can we get back to Ivar and Gunther? That's going to be. Incredible. The teased or alluded to on this Raw. It's a four-way. It's a four-way next to the Miz. The Miz is ending the four-way. So we're talking about a match that might not even happen. <laughs> this might be one big extended bit where Triple H is like, going to beat you again, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ricochet brings you then Bronson and yeah. then Ivar. Thanks not going to do this long verbal thing for the Miz not to win. It's called telegraphing. Probably not. But it, it is the Miz. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Anyway, moving on. Uh, DIY, we're in action next against Kaiser and Vinci. Uh, Gargano and Champa matching gear. Thoughts? Look nice, uh, but kind of what we draw these years, we're on the same page. <laughs> that was the symbolism, if you've ah. missed it. What we thought, you could feel it in the entrance and you were going to feel it through the match, kind of what we talked about yesterday, especially if the Creeds went on first. Right? Those are the ones I'm into. Good for you guys. The best you're going to get is a hair ruffle here, mm. and I feel the same on the matching gear. Nice one, lads. <laughs> well, it was uh, DIY. I bet that it made like a year ago. I don't know. It was uh, DIY double dominance uh, to start. Uh, Kaiser comes in, gets taken down by Gargano. The, the, the DIY double pattern on the back thing. Uh, Vinci drops Gargano on the apron. Kaiser hits a basement drop kick. We go to a break. Uh, we come back. Gargano's trying to make the tag, but uh, Kaiser gets Champa off the apron. Gargano hits Vinci with a DDT, makes the tag to Champa. They hit both opponents with clotheslines, a leap, leaping double clothesline. Uh, reverse DDT from Champa on Kaiser gets a two count, but the fairy tale ending gets broken up. It all goes bonkers. Everyone trades moves. Kaiser drops uh, Champa with a clothesline, comes off the top, but Gargano super kicks him out of the air. Champa ducks a Vinci moonsault, hits the knee strike, and they do the meet in the middle for the one, two, three. For, I would say, 90 to 95% of the duration of this match, I was very much thinking, this is really good five years ago, this, lads. <laughs> this is really my thing five years ago, this. And then he just, like, bumped on his cock. 
for that missed moonsault that looked incredibly painful. And then the timing for the knee was unbelievable. Like, it really got hot. Yeah, nice finish. Nice hot last minute, but long periods of this. I was like, no, need more work. Need more work for me to care about this because it's just good wrestling, ultimately. Yeah, this was only ever really fine apart from the last like last minute, that super kick counter thing. <sighs> They're not over, over yet, and that's all right, because it is just yet. Like, there is, uh, as weird as it is to say, considering what we know of DIY and Champa and Gargano, there's time to get these mm. over. You can just build them. Like, we were bored of Bronson Reed, and then they kind of got him over to a Gunther level in, what, like, four big wins? He just looked really entertaining for a Look at Ivar. Sorry, I keep going on about <laughs> Look at Ivar. But, yeah, like, there is plenty of time for DIY just to have good matches, and maybe those good matches will get great, mm. and then maybe they'll feel like contenders, but... I think it's a longer road than even Triple H probably realises. Shinsuke Nakamura's in his uh, red foggy bit backstage. <laughs> uh, he talks about poking a lion. Uh, this is what a brave man does. He challenges someone to take him on, basically. He's waiting. I saw people suggesting it could be Da Punker at Survivor Series who no, the challenge. Randy Orton's probably more. Jeez, isn't it? Yeah. Randy Orton. Well, yeah. And then and then Akira Tozawa. Oh, yeah. He's facing Tozawa next week. It's uh, This GTS thing is kind of annoying me. How many times have we seen a WWE wrestler, two years after the move was popularized, just have it? Yeah. Like millions. Look at Seth Rollins and Kenny Omega for f***'s sake. Mm-hmm. It's just what they do. Funny if like Seth Rollins threw an elbow drop and it was f***ing ch- yeah. And everybody was like, late punkties. That's the latest punkties. <laughs> like- <laughs> so it's not, it's not uncommon for a WWE wrestler to start using a move like a long time after it was like a hot thing to do. I hope he comes in one day. I hope it's Survivor Series, even if all reports say it's not going to be. It's a work. But He's I coming in. Hope you're right. But I think that specific tease was just to do it. Mm. Yeah. Well, when have I ever been wrong? Uh, they'll be going so much harder. If this was their version of a first dance adjacent marketing campaign, they would be going much harder. Probably. And look... For me to be able to say this as well, like they could really nail this. Like, look at the the White Rabbit campaign. Yeah, yeah. it was phenomenally well done. Like, really, really well done. Like, they've got it in them to do a version of this. The fact that no one's getting it and it's become a meme means they are not doing it. They are not doing it. I'm leaning that way as well. But it'd be great if it was happening. <laughs> Would it? Couple of uh, yeah. couple of video packages. the Miz match. Video package to set up Is the next match. Week four. <laughs> Uh, Zia Lee and uh, Candice LeRae was uh, uh, featured in a video package. Not Candice Michelle, as no. uh, Michael Cole said. <laughs> you could tell. Barrett jumped all over it. Yeah, Wade Barrett did, and it was hard not to remember uh, Triple H on that pandemic SmackDown, screaming in Wade's ear, telling him to give him what for for that one. There was a lot of that, wasn't there? Yeah. Draw, draw another beard on his face, Wade. I did that once. It was really Pull funny. Put his pants down. <laughs> tickle him, tickle him. That's what they do. <laughs> Bend over. I'll run out and push him. <laughs> really get him. Dickhead. Have a week off, will you? <laughs> you could see it on his face. Like, in 25 years, I've been, uh, we've literally just said, I've missed three shows. Yeah. Do I I'm allowed one mistake? No. We never cause a move. It's <laughs> 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 like that. It was a very brief match. Draw a beard. It's that picture of Triple H on the camera, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, I even do this job, Michael. You can't do your one job correctly. It's like, we're already depressed, Paul. Stop yeah. bullying people on camera. <laughs> I, 
in the joke about the fan? Yeah, everyone's in the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, a very brief match, this. Um, uh, Xylee hit Leray with a knee strike and then a roundhouse kick, and Leray basically got KO'd by it, or at least sold like she got KO'd by it. And the, she goes to follow up to Xylee, and the ref stops it and checks on her and just calls the match, basically. Candice Leray can't continue, uh, and the medics run out to check on Leray. A brief panic from me, but I think this is all part of a storyline to establish Xylee's kill shot, effectively. Yeah, fine. More angle than match. Xylee had nothing other than a threat from the shadows when it came to Becky Lynch. Now she's obviously she used to have electricity. She did. They're moving away from her being able to fire lightning bolts, which is probably for the best. I <laughs> uh, like just set something up as like somebody having a kill shot is no bad thing. Like we saw with like Logan Paul's power of the punch, you could oh. buy that he could if he hits that on Roman Reigns, he beats Roman Reigns. So this is a, a diet version. Oh, this of that. time last year. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Becky Lynch later on would talk about like the schedule she's had and how hard she went as the NXT champion. So having her in a weakened state as somebody that's like Lutez, <laughs> as somebody that's Lutez. been <laughs> as somebody that's been vulnerable to the odd punch in the face, especially like yeah, just set something up here that kind of makes sense if and when they fight. Yeah, exactly. You know? One thing that I don't think right now, other than this, if you said what can Zayli hit Becky Lynch with that will make you buy a pinfall? Yeah. Other than electricity, of course. <laughs> Sami Zayn's backstage, and here comes the worst Uso, Jay. Jimmy Uso, better. Love him. Uh, check out the SmackDown review and preview for more me heaping more praise on there. I'm on the injured reserve list. Huh? I'm on the off, I'm off the injured reserve list. Should have never put you over for that. You've gone power mad on this take. <laughs> Best. Uh, no, Jay Uso's great, obviously. Uh, he wishes uh, Sammy luck tonight. Jackie... Uh, Asked him the questions and uh, he asked how he feels after Finn cost him last week. And uh, Jay says, look, Sammy's going to handle business tonight. Cody's going to handle business at Crown Jewel. Uh, but I'm thinking about something else, the tag team titles. Maybe me and Cody can get them one more time. And then maybe Rhea Ripley will think about me a bit differently. What's going on with this Jay Uso Rhea Ripley thing? It was a meme, wasn't it? Like mm. that sort of has taken a bit of life in the storyline. There was a bit where, I think it was last week, he jumped Dominic in the aisle and just gave her a little like, see that? Yeah, there was like, People that had videoed in the arena where he was stopping midway through running to like have a chat with her in the yeah. aisle, which I think is you know yeah. like a nice little detail. Uh, I like I don't think him and Cody are going to win the belts back, but I imagine Jimmy will have plenty to do with that, and they're doing it. Like I said after SummerSlam, there is absolutely no way they're going to get to WrestleMania with this Jimmy and Jay thing, and I think they might. Mm. I don't know how they've done that, and I don't even think the match will be very good. And yet I'm going to be hyped. Better build guys than they can ever be singles wrestlers yeah. against each other. Uh, Shayna Baszler video package and then uh, medics checking up on Candice Ray surrounded by Champo Gargano Indy Hartwell of course and the girls who just love to have fun Kane Carter and uh, Katana Chance stick to the rules and have fun guys that's what they were about uh, right Shigame uh, never forget that what happened next was a video on Drew McIntyre talking about the pinnacle of his career taking place when no one was there basically uh he was the chosen one. I'm not sure if they've mentioned that. Um, he took his second chance, though. He grew a beard. He came back. He won everything. Uh, he won the Royal Rumble. Then the pandemic happened, and he won the title in an empty performance center. Uh, did what he was supposed to do. Then the people came back. Jump! <laughs> the people came back with his moment had passed. Uh, and he was going to win it back at Clash at the Castle, but Solo Sokoa interfered. Bloodlines cost him everything. Now it's his time to get it back. Seth Rollins may be willing to break his back to keep the title, but McIntyre is willing to break Rollins' back to get it. No more broken dreams. Huh? She be. 
Funny how uh, I'm a whinging loser works better when you're in the process of a heel turn rather than your babyface yes. journey to WrestleMania, isn't it? I was absolutely fine with this. I was like, finally, they've inserted this in the right place in Drew McIntyre's career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the, a recap, basically, of the story that, like, you've been able to infer when they weren't telling you it when he was a top babyface. This is the better way to do it. I enjoy this. That was a really well-crafted video. Um, and I'm glad that Seth Rollins... First of all, I'm glad that there's a heel doing this specific story, and I'm glad that Seth Rollins, or whoever wrote that promo on his behalf, <laughs> had the good sense to say, people died. <laughs> yes. Come on, pal. Come on. Perspective, mate. Yes. So now it's this really good heel material, and I continue to just think that Drew McIntyre is one of the most interesting things on the show. He was just having a load of fun in Nottingham last night at the motor point. Oh, yeah. Sparks was watching him, so Seth could have said what he wanted to do. Not a duo, is he? Uh, so we start, uh, gets her video package, and then it's time for Seth Rollins. And they all sing my song. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if one arena just decided to do that. <laughs> Seth Rollins is welcoming us to uh, Monday Night Rollins. Seth Rollins be like, what? <laughs> uh, he's going to beat up Judgment Day's JD um, in preparation for Saturday. He says, look, I'm a Drew fan, but so I'm going to say this respectfully as I can. Who freaking who? Uh, Grammy Rue, you big Scottish baby. Um, <laughs> we're all suffering in 2020, Drew. People had it a lot worse than you did. Uh, and uh, he says, you know, other people have been screwed by the bloodline, him included, obviously. Get in line, guys like Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. I don't like him, but Cody Rhodes. Uh, you don't hear them asking for pity. Uh, look, you're a hell of a champion. Uh, and this Saturday, if you can take the title from me, I'll be the first man to shake your hand and call you champ, just like I did in 2020. But I'm not the same guys back then. I'm no longer the architect. The Messiah is long gone. There's a reason why people sing that song. And then JD McDonough attacks him from behind. Um, yeah, I'm glad they referenced. It's not the worst thing that happened in 2020, was it? Yeah. Drew McIntyre not having fans. <sighs> yeah. So not good. It's good. Like not not great. Yeah. I'm not never a massive fan of Seth Rollins being a real human being. Definitely was better as just this oddball. But this was probably his best mm. as a real human since winning this belt. I just love broken dreams, man. Well, you're never going to get it again. Drew said so himself. Although heels lie. Exactly. Now, if he brings that back, like there's going to be too much like too he much of that online heel. audience that are so buzzing that it's back that he'll be baby-faced by it. Uh, I think you should only ever have it as his, like, do the old mankind, if he ever wins the title or the belt... When he wins it, then... Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, J.D. McDonough then. So J.D. McDonough's got the advantage. He's jumped Seth Rollins. The bell rings and he runs straight into a boot in the face. Um, Seth Rollins batters him around ringside. Uh, J.D. gets sent over the top rope eventually. Uh, Seth hits a suicide dive and stands on the table as people sing a song to take us to a break. And we come back, McDonough's in control, but Rollins fights out, chops, clotheslines, thrust kicks, another clothesline. It's a sling blade and a running knee for two. McDonough avoids the curb stomp, blocks a pedigree, it's a headbutt. Uh, McDonough hits a nice Spanish fly for a two count, but Rollins follows up with a buckle bomb, goes up top. Here comes Damian Priest with the briefcase and a referee. Um, Rollins goes to the frog splash. McDonough gets his knees up, cradles him, two count. Uh, but Rollins, it's a top rope belly-to-back superplex. Pedigree curb stomp, one, two, three. Post-match, he gets in Priest's face. Says, go on, make a move. And Priest says, ooh, careful what you wish for. 
like only ever as good as it was going to be as a TV match between these two. That like the only stake really is that JD McDonough is trying to impress all of them, Damien Priest included. I'll try and hurt him ahead of you know to stop him being a threat. If you want to cash in, which I do like genuinely, like he's got to impress them all while be very carefully politically maneuvering his way in. So I do like that. Uh, like little to write home about in the match. This is a Seth Rollins thing. I do think every now and then he has these little spells where I, I feel excited by a Seth Rollins match, but then I have these long runs where I'm not at all. And I just think he's in one at the moment. Like, I was the low guy on the the Nakamura match that everybody loved. Mm. Dave went four and a half on it, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was four and a half on everything, though. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, uh, not seeing Punk Samoa Joe. No. Yeah, full star better than Punk Joe. Off. Like, uh, just, <laughs> I, I just don't think Seth's having this great run at the moment, like, yeah. personally. It's, this was fine. Nothing, nothing was botched. Good for them. No. no, 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 no. Ringing in doors. I know, but like, yeah. uh, he's got it in him. Like, sometimes I think he's a, a real double, a sports entertainment general, you know? And I just don't think he's in that form at the moment. He is the guy. I've made this point, and I'll make it every time when I see a three and a half star Seth Rollins match that I felt nothing for. He is the guy who markets himself as the best wrestler in the company and like the work rate guy who cracked it and made it big. He just doesn't, who has, just doesn't have the best matches in wrestling. But that's also his like style. Yeah. So it just never washes with me. It was like, I've not seen enough of it to know. It was, it was Tyler Black ever that guy. Was, he, was it not the same problem in Ring of Honor? Because I remember even like the Ring of Honor hardcores didn't exactly they take never to him as the work really guy. took to yeah. him. I think there was a bit of tell, don't show. Yeah. I think he had the benefit of, he was at Austin Theory, but a lot better. Mm. Designated as the guy, he just had the look of a future guy and they very much insisted on telling you that. And it never, they never really clicked or bonded with him in that way. 2015 but, was his... And at this point, he really had some youth on his side. And he was so explosive and fast. Like those, you ever you see the clips now of those Shield six mans against oh, the Wyatts. Those matches kicked ass, and he was unbelievable. And he kind of wrestles that style, but like a dulled, slower version of it. Yeah. And it just, I just, I'm never excited about Seth Rollins matches. It's like his own safety police, isn't he? Yeah. And you understand why when it's their bodies. Yeah. But mm. yeah, I can. I've watched him craft some truly impressive matches in WWE after his athletic peak mm. but i'm never like i'm never like just bleeding for seth rollins i'm never like jazzed like fired up so that's good <laughs> where were you at with the cody feud at the time because i was pretty high on that i didn't love the backlash the matches were one, fantastic i love the like the, the backlash match was fantastic was that yeah that's what was... i'm talking about i've seen him cra- even earlier this year against aj i thought it was a really well crafted match on tv i just yeah, think a cell match as well with hmm? yeah 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 one of the Saudi shows, it was an he's over a, He's a conundrum for me, Seth Rollins. He's the most... He aspires to be great. That's kind of his style. It never really is great for me, but then sometimes he can blow me away. Mm. Uh, so Ricochet's backstage... Oh, Miz complained to Pierce earlier, and then now Ricochet's here uh, about what happened with Dom. And he says, look, maybe I can make up for it. Give me a shot of the IC title. Um and then uh, Ivar and Valhalla came in. They got a shot at the uh, IC title as well to set up this four-way. Uh, and Bronson Reed had happened earlier. But I want to talk about the outfit that uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven came in wearing. Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. And I thought, well, I don't know what Michael Hamper thinks about this. Oh, my God. Like, I love uh, Natalia being negged for being Jim Neidhart's daughter. Like... The gallows humour of Jim Neidhart on a table. Mm. It's kind of goaded. Uh, 
Jim the Table Nightheart. Jim the Table Nightheart, kind of great. But this is better because it's nicer. Mm. Like, there's obviously, like, real affection gone into this. And what an... She lost the match. No, but what an inspired choice as well. Like, Chelsea Green orchestrating a heart... Like, I would have never picked the Heart Foundation in a million years. And we picked a zombie, I don't know, gymnast or something. Yeah. You weren't going to get, like, the Heart Foundation on goodguysgifts.com or whatever (laughs) it was. Uh, And, like, going to the trouble of Neidhart's beard and chest hair. Like, Chelsea Green doing her hair like Brett as well. Like, absolutely tremendous. Poor Natalia as well. Like, she's been this, like, friend to the women's locker room. And I think now I finally understand that the character is somebody that you're supposed to get behind <laughs> rather than think that she's, like, a, a snake. I think finally I see what they're supposed to be casting her as. I don't remember anything from the match because there was one thing and it was not involving either of the people in it. But before we get there, uh, they announced Zane uh, JD for the kickoff show, Crown Jewel. Uh, and then we have the Becky Lynch interview about losing the NXT women's title. She says, I'm lighter, lighter around the waist but heavier in the heart. Uh... I'm glad if I lost the title, though, I lost it to a bird person. Uh, <laughs> in a span of 42 days, I defended the t- my title more times than Ripley and Reigns have all year. That's an indictment, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Zia Lee showed up and said, uh, you're scared of me. You lost the belt before I could fight you for it. Uh, and Becky Lynch says, well, let's have a bare fight right now, then. And Zia Lee's like, ah, no, no, not right now. My, on my time, though. And Lynch, quite rightly, is like, she's been wanting to fight me three weeks, and now doesn't want to. Yeah. Like de- uh, decent babyface heel stuff. I'm curious as to what Becky Lynch and Zia Lee will do. Got a lot of faith in Becky Lynch these mm. days. Uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> then it was time for the trick or street fight. Uh, Bret Hart versus uh, Natalia. <laughs> uh, Natalia's a uh, bunny, yeah. basically. And uh, Chelsea Green, I'm going to say this, because takes her sunglasses off. Goes to be good again. Bollocks you. Really great. <laughs> really good. Um, so the match starts. Natalia gets cream pie to start. Um... <laughs> it's a cream pie thrown in her face. That's the right terminology, isn't it? Uh, Chelsea Green leaves the ring to get her partner. Uh, not Piper Niven. Ken. Ken Dostick, that is. That's how he grabs it from her. Twats her with it. This guy's got my time to shine. That's good. Natalia gets it with a trash can lid. Uh, laid across the table. Green goes to sent on off the barricade, but Natalia moves. Green goes through the table. Uh, Natty comes back, forces Green to bob for apples, uh, and then she puts or goes to put Piper in a sharpshooter. Green comes over, she goes to put both of them in the sharpshooter, uh, but uh, Green kicks Natty not only into the post, but of Skellington. Uh, <laughs> and then Chelsea Green. <laughs> Chelsea Green. You're <laughs> child, mate. <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea Green. Uh... Goes to clear the table that's right by right, the commentators, and she takes off one pumpkin, and she takes off another pumpkin, and she puts it back, she takes off another pumpkin, she goes, wait a second, what's under that pumpkin? And she takes off a pumpkin, and there's Nikki Cross as the head of the table. Yep. The head of heart attack. And she's motionless, unblinking, she's just there, and... Austin Theory doing commentary on SmackDown. <laughs> that's who she went as at Halloween. I will say... Chelsea Green being so shocked, she dropped the pumpkin onto her own head and sold for it. Yep. Pop in the Wilborn household. Oh, I love pumpkin on head spots. But no problem with this when, uh, when yeah, you Yeah, you put, you put it over here. You said in the, uh, when we talked about collision, you yeah. said, uh, what was it, the finisher from Sheeda? Better, yeah. better with a pumpkin on her head. Absolutely, yeah. Um, always funny. It is all, pumpkin on the head is always funny. Green, anyway, they go back in the ring. Green pulls out a bag and you're like, thumbtacks? No, candy corn. 
It's soft. Yeah, you pour it on the ring. I've just seen it. There's a power bomb off the top onto it. There's a sharpshooter. Niven tries to interfere, uh, but she gets pied in the face, and Natalia knocks her off the apron, but Green has recovered and hits Natalia with the unprettier for the one, two, three. It's time to play the game! Maybe not strictly the correct use of the button, but did it, did it, did it, did it. What would be an actually good sweet to bump on? We talked about the candy cane yes. board on the collision review. I've got one even better. Go on. Gobstoppers. <gasps> yeah. Imagine giant, the giant ones, yeah. Because they're like that big and they've got that kind of like uh I would just describe, like, the cracks. Yeah. I. The little sort of... Like spikes. Yeah. Little cracks and spikes on them. And, like, if one does break under the force of a body dropping on it... I think it wouldn't. They've got knee give. Like, you wouldn't want to bump on marbles, would you? No. Any kind of, like, like those chewing gums you get in the, like, the 20p turning machines. Like, those loads of them are just as effective. Let us know in the comments. I said... No, I want to know. Because I want them to get a... Right for once. Oh, who's gonna bump on horrible? Like, imagine bumping on some tang fast sticks. You go, all right, okay, sucks. You know, you don't want to take a bump. I go, oh, what's stuck to my back there? Oh, God, yes, it's a cooler bottle, the best ones. Oh. I said Toblerone. Yes, spiky. Yeah, spiky. Go for a cooler bottle out of a horrible star mix, would you? But no, no tank what? fast sticks. Yeah, tank fast. You still go for a cooler bottle, aren't Not those no, ones. Cooler bottles are the best. Ring ones. Cooler cherries, bottles. Yeah. yeah, fizzy cherries. Cooler bottles and cooler cubes, or cooler cubes fizzy. My best mix up. Cooler cubes would be good. Bum, cooler bum. cubes. Uh, fizzy cooler bottles. Fizzy cherry cooler bottles. Fizzy bubble gum sweets. I like the bubble gum bottles. They are so blue and pink ones. Good. Interesting you say this, by the way, because if you're a fan of sweets. Make sure you tune into the NXT review tomorrow. I might have a little bit of a surprise for the uh, the other Dadleys. But Gobstoppers probably like if I had to, if I had to say you're going to bump on some sweets, I don't know why anyone would say this to me. But if they did, I'd say mm, Gobstoppers the least, please. Skittles Chew is the best, probably as always. Greatest sweet in the world. Skittles Chew is still trying to get the sponsorship. <laughs> you know Skittles Clouds, not the same. No. Not good enough. Sorry. Yeah, I like the packaging though. I like when they yeah. they show you new packaging and shop like I'm going to buy it. Yeah, change the color. Mountain Dew to do sweets. Like Mountain Dew sweet. No, but like the equivalent of that where we briefly had it in the UK, like Mountain Dew, and then it, and then it went away. And you have to fly over to get it to Jolly Ranchers. Mm. Which again would be nice to bump on, but they're, they're super sweet. Like, it's how you position them, isn't it, Boyle Sweets? Because you're right, it wouldn't hurt in theory, but... That's the like, thing, like, like your the Lego thing. thing, you step on it. Oh, I would know what it would feel like if my back went on that. Plugs, maybe. Mm. Like Glacier Mints? It's, it's hard, boiled. it's not that hard. Yeah. They're hard boiled, they're harder sweets. Mm. But they're not really that hard objects. Especially when they've got a fondant in the middle. Oh, yeah, bumping it. Fondant. A fondant. There was a Rhea Ripley video package to complete the set, and they run down the card for Saturday. I kind of say the Nikki Cross thing was completely lame. Oh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Nikki Cross thing? And the match. Oh, yeah, and the match. I haven't talked about that. <laughs> no, right, basically, the... Um, <laughs> In true rock culture style, I'm going to rank the women's uh, Halloween plunder matches from where worst to best. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, the Snitty Cross, I don't find a scary. Collision, and then the goated tier is Devil's Playground NXT. Yes. Yeah. I would put, like, the lights out one, maybe at the bottom of the 
if we're going to include that from last week's album. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's like that. There you go. I'm honest, yeah. yeah. I will yeah. say that, again, it's like, she did a good job not blinking. Oh, great, that's hired Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all he, that's all he can do. You know what I mean? Why well, don't want to watch that? What's our obsession with, like, oh, I'm so impressed by the fact that they can't blink. It's a shortcut to spooky, isn't it? Yeah, they don't need to be, like, vacant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, AEW, it's mist in the eyes, so their eyes are closed. So, WWE were like, do the opposite. Yeah. Never shut your eyes. Terrible. Um, like, like, somebody should mist Nikki Cross and so you can keep her eyes open. Oh, it's like, like a test. Sneezing with your eyes open. Yeah. Possible. Well, it's, it's right possible, now. yeah. Well, next time you have a sneeze, why don't you prove it? Get some pepper in. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, right, main event time. Damien Priest versus Sammy Zayn. Yeah, Skip. Went to a DQ, yeah. Jay interfered. Uh, why he went to a DQ? Main event of Raw, but yeah, went to a DQ. Uh, anyway, enough of all this. It's now time for this. It's short, it's crap, it's wrestling related. The five star review review. Nailed it! And this week's five star review review is brought to you by Ben Hewson. If you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related, you can do so by either leaving a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or leaving a five star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Exactly what Ben has done here. Uh, thank you so much for this email, Ben. Ben says, Hello, Dadly Boys. Uh, firstly, let me say thank you so much for all the hard work everyone at What Culture puts in to entertain the fans of this weird and wonderful sport. It's been a tough four years as my wife and I have been going through IVF. Lots of trips from Leeds to London for treatment. But listening to you fellas talking about your families while giving your balanced and hilarious takes on the weird and wonderful sport definitely helped. It helped on the journeys. Not whilst I was giving my samples. Uh, my story... <laughs> my story has a happy ending though, unlike Cody. Uh, as we just found out, we're expecting a baby girl. Hey, tremendous. Congratulations. Will it be uh, Baby Rhea, Ruby, or Bird Person? <laughs> uh, for my five-star review review, the choice is yours. Make Sidge cringe. Cheers again, Ben. Cheers, Ben, and congratulations. Fantastic news, this. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. I thought it was lovely, this. That's really, That's really nice. That really congratulations, nice. earnestly. So, oh, just process. so obviously, make Sidge cringe. I thought, well... Who knows the best thing to make Sidge Crinton? Sit next to you every day. Yeah. Well, Other than me, I went, I went to Michael Hamlet. As And I love you for this. As a professional hater, like one of the best I've ever known in 20 years of talking about wrestling with people online or otherwise, it was really hard to think of something. Like, what will he hear? Well, it won't make him cringe. He'll luxuriate in that. And then I flashed back to just yesterday when I inadvertently spoke like one of those dreadful people at the uh, Clash at the Castle press conference. And I said, Johnny Gargano is going to get his ass kicked. Mm. I was like, we hate us talking about wrestling without just putting on Americanisms or whatever it is. And I thought about, oh, you watching Vince McMahon. <laughs> so then I went to NXT UK. No, f*** off. And then, and don't ask me for the backstory because it was NXT UK and I refused to acknowledge that it ever existed. Okay. And then, Sitch, I went to subculture. Oh. <laughs> now, before we do this, okay, here we go. Say, All right, Dad. Subculture work turning point when I was there on Friday for, for Hendry and Miller. Yeah. And I thought they were great in there. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews had a fantastic match with Eric Young and Josh Alexander. And Danny Luca worked. Jordan Grace as well. Um, I've worked with, with uh, Mark and. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster in the past and WCPW. Lovely lads. I think it's more about them being WWE's, let's say. Are you suggesting that outside of William Regal's piss-stained factory in Enfield, wrestlers have been able to be their best selves? Yes. So uh, I've got a couple of the uh, establishing videos to introduce you to subculture. Subculture. By the way, I know like 
there's like a Welsh influence, but I'm not going to be doing that voice. Obviously, I'm going to be doing the, the NXT Vince McMahon voice. <laughs> Being a mod. <laughs> Got him already. Being yeah. a mod. You know what that reminds me of, right, before we begin? Yeah. Uh, former Newcastle United footballer, Joey Barton. <sighs> Bad dude. Bad dude. Didn't he once tweet... Like, oh, there's nothing like feeling indie on a summer's day in London <laughs> or something. Oh. Google it. I'll have a look, yeah. Google it. I'm, uh, that reminds being a mod. You know, um, Vince McMahon's shortcut to being a heel is, like, longer name. So if me and you went by Mike, and if that would turn him heel, call him Michael. Yes. Stephen Richards. Yes. Loads of examples. Uh, remember when he was, like, Twitter. Please. Joseph. Joseph. Please. Joseph. Please. Joseph Barton. I like the Smiths, actually. Yes. You keep looking for that. I can't find it right now. It's not even started. Um, being a mod. <laughs> being a skater and a musician. Being a punk. They go around each of them, obviously. <laughs> means standing up for who you are. means taking risks. means refusing to conform. Ugh. There was a time when people like us would have fought each other all across this country. Brighton Beach. <laughs> before, before this f***ing company killed the entire scene. <laughs> Right, Mark Andrews, he's on his skateboard, on skate park, doing the old, all the ollies and that. Flips his skateboard over, says start from the bottom, fight to the top. So. But when it comes to the squared circle, our passion, dedication and loyalty means we are a perfect fit. Another sign. Takes no genius to be a conformist. What? Uh, these are the kind of pubes who when <laughs> Elon Musk... Called it X. We're like, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's right. That's right. British, British. X. Strange. That's the coolest letter, isn't it? I've had mushy peas before. <laughs> X is the coolest letter. <laughs> so, uh, best social media app, best football week. <laughs> yeah. Best degeneration, best everything. Uh, best style of Best home. rated. <laughs> definite, definite nipple. <laughs> so, here are cool. Whoever you are. And wherever you're from, join us. Because we have, may have grown out of different subcultures, <laughs> but now we are the subculture. Right, fist bump like all cool. Definitionally, they are not a sub they are not subculture. No. They are like they are subcultures. Yeah. And even then it's like sub, I think they've misinterpreted the meaning of that word. To be on the undergrad, you've got to work for the market leader. Like, I uh, hate... I'm a professional hater. I'm a professional hater, as Michael Hamflet explained a few minutes ago. I uh, hate a lot of things. <laughs> I get, like, cringe and ache at certain things. Like, I don't think... Again, I'm going to be the YouTube guy. I don't think there's anything worse. <laughs> <laughs> there are genuinely few things that just oh, get me more than, like... When people think they're edgy mm -hmm. and they're cool and they're the ones who have the take, I hate people who are the like they think that they like, they're the ones who just have the ultimate takedown yeah. of you know that, uh, point <laughs> by that demonstrably brain stell sem stem <laughs> dead <laughs> quit on Twitter. Who has, like, uh, the worst take you've ever heard in your f***ing life. Break eye contact with me at some point, please. Yeah, yeah, sorry. 
<laughs> and then uh, someone, you're wrong for this reason. Fire that tweet off. Somebody need to say it. Somebody need to say it. I'm right. You're wrong. It's like obviously they're calling attention because they've got a humiliation fetish. Read the quote. We probably jack it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the idea that people think like, ah, oh, I know the right way. It's not the way you think. That's subculture. I hate it so much, man. You liked it. Let me hear me out. I really like Flashmore uh, Flash Games and Mark Andrews in that Takeover Blackpool 2, I think it was. You've just Googled it. It was in the ladder match. I was trying to remember which one it was. <laughs> what, was, he, what, was he, what was the attendance? The attendance. What was the critical reception? Just off the top of your fucking head. I really like that match, though, because, <laughs> well, granted, maybe it's because maybe Chris. It was followed by Walter versus Joe Coffey. That sucked. Sucked. Shit. That's what that did. <laughs> I, d- I didn't love. I'm sorry, Will Bond. I want to drag you out of this, but I didn't love that tag match. Ah, fair enough. Sorry. Anyway, I, I found another one. There was there's a second one <laughs> that you sent me. Backstage or something. Uh, being from a small mine, mining town, individuality wasn't always celebrated. It was feared. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, so the subculture of taking an anti-union stance, are they? They're Thatcherites. Is that what it is? He's f***ing miners. The problem with them is always f***ing sticking together. Who's, where's that ever got any of them? Historically. Uh, <laughs> I'm appalled by that. <laughs> I'm not finished. I f***ing hate the working class. Camden Town's my own. <laughs> oh, God. I've grown up surrounded by the spirit of anarchy, probably. So. <laughs> Online, if you ask me. Uh, growing up in South Wales, I was always living on the fringe, but everyone knows that's where the most exciting things come from. So, did in the video fitting did, in was easy. Did he have Standing a fringe? Standing out was hard. Did he have a fringe? He had a fringe yeah, yeah, that's what they were doing, wasn't it? <clears throat> the people that lived around me lived how they wanted, being whoever they wanted to be. I realise that to stand any chance of being noticed, you've got to take risk on stage, in the ring, or just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mod subculture that you're about to see where this is going taught me... What what did mod subculture teach him? Um, how to ride a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Mod style couch, you taught me to jump through anyone. So, and the next one. Oh, on a moped. <laughs> like evil can evil on a moped. <laughs> what? That's what you had to do wheelies on a Vespa. Which is why I'm prepared to win NXT gold. Punk rock subculture <laughs> taught me how to create my own destiny and uh, the strength to live by my means. Best song on Nevermind the Bollocks, that, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> was I? Finally. What is a uh, skating subculture, do you reckon? Like that taught you? Kick flips, probably. Good <laughs> close. Skating, skating subculture. <laughs> <laughs> skating subculture told me to always get back up. And There's at least a link yeah. to wrestling there. Yeah. You develop your pain threshold. Yep. You know. So we, uh, we go to the comments. There is some. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, at the very least, right. Oh, no pervy comments, really. Can't be. I mean, all the perverts were in NXT UK, not the comments <laughs> yeah. section on the NXT UK videos. I <laughs> will say this 
there was a brief <laughs> shot of Danny Luno working out as part of this. Uh, right, oh, okay. Boy. Here comes the gum. Uh, first comment here comes from Midnight Carnage, who says... Midnight Carnage! <laughs> Mid -ca Midnight Carnage writes, Subculture's probably going to be the team name then. F***ing hell, Sherlock's cracked the case here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> King Lex <laughs> King Lex <laughs> King Lex Poor Midnight Carnage Walking <laughs> around with that name uh, King Lex writes Noice UK Team Extreme Definitely Hardy Boys and Leader Vibes No pressure there then uh, Noice Dwayne E Mountain Dew Right, you know things must He's be... He's listening. He um, is listening. Got me. Right, you know things must be bad on NXT UK when they wheel out a discount Wish version of Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Correct. Yep. That's a bit harsh. I'll flash more webs there. Uh, Dwight... <laughs> Dwight Do you want money? Dwight Martin. <laughs> Dwight Martin uh, writes, subculture wrestling. Why? Here's why. Uh, oh, not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kimberly Cooper asking the real questions. Anyone know what happened to Slapjack? <laughs> uh, final couple of comments as I mentioned uh, Danny. How, how, how brief was this footage not enough to you know no. develop and maintain an erection uh, well <laughs> it's, a, it's more of an exchange this one this is the last one no penultimate Jay writes <sighs> you need someone to hold out their tongue and catch those sweat drips I'm you guy <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone need that? <laughs> that's what a f***ing towel's for! <laughs> Seem like a Tom and Jerry guy. All the eyes like, oh, no, it rolls back up. Uh, <laughs> and he gets I think I must have a towel, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the offer, mate. He gets a, word, he gets a, re <laughs> he gets a response, uh, does, does Jay, uh, from NYC Foot Lover. <laughs> 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 There's nothing wrong with that. If you want that sort of thing, that's uh, he said. I'll lick the sweat off her feet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. John, John. So that was Jay. Then NYC Footlover. Then John says, "You get one foot, I'll take the other." <laughs> <laughs> the deal's been made. The conversation. <laughs> I forgot. Jay, MIC, of a John, and Truthsayer comes in and just says, <laughs> Truthsayer says, I'll drink your sweat, I'll drink your sweat, then eat your ass. So. Uh, final comment comes from uh, XLJ. Uh, he just writes, Oh, please just fart on me. <laughs> So yeah, uh, congratulations on uh, we're not kink, we're not kink. baby girl. Uh, <laughs> we're not a kink shaming podcast. Ah. We're a pervert shaming podcast. Mm. Uh, where are we? Oh yeah, main event. <sighs> where are we? Because <laughs> I don't think it's a raw review anymore. Skip means skip. Follow me at M Sidgwick. Well, I want to talk about what happened afterwards because the big schmoz, as always, Judgment Day, Zane, uh, Jay, oh. Cody Rhodes runs out to make the save though. Uh, Zane and uh, Zane and Jay take out Balor and Don with dives. Rhodes sets up the announce table, but Priest gets saved by JD Madonna. Truth say yeah. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, 
Zane hits uh, McDonald with a halluva kick, though, after he's got Priest out of there. Hands him to Rhodes. Crossroads on the table. Doesn't break. Great. Uh, Zane's fired up. Crowd are wanting another one. So Rhodes does it again. Um, and then after that, uh, McDonough's bounced off the table, yeah, and Rhodes grabs a mic and says, Priest, uh, this is my story. I get knocked down. I get back up. What's your story? You're not the leader. You've got the briefcase. You're on the cusp of greatness, but you won't cash in because you're a walk behind her. You've done it to Finn Ripley, even Dominic Mysterio. I'm back on my path. And this Saturday, my path goes straight through you, Damien Priest. It's the dusty one. It's the view never changes. Another classic. Like, this was, again, like, bookended with the Sammy and the Cody ones. A lot of this stuff in the wrong hands is nightmarish. But, like, Cody just gets this stuff over, like, his reference. We take the piss out of how often he uses Dusty Rhodes. But he's just too... Earnest and good at it, and the crowd going right. nuts for it. So, like, you can't argue with the reaction. I was so like, oh, DQ in the main event, and then this. I was like, oh, cool, ready for gradual. That's then. one of his many, many skills. Yeah, brilliant promo from Cody Rhodes. Sid, what do you think? I really, really liked I like the double um, crossroads on the announce yeah. table. Just, like, such an easy thing. Like, the, probably the plan all along was to just do it twice. But, like... Oh, just might double your fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, to do it Great bump twice. from Donner as great, well. Uh, great bump from that little twat. Uh, <laughs> really well done. I love the walk behind a reference, because um, that promo was great. Mm. Um, not the best Cody, Dusty promo reference. I think that happened in, like, the November um, go-home of AEW Dynamite when he was talking about, he was building the match beyond, and that was like, oh, Oh my god, you're going to do war games with the elite in the inner circle. Like, I don't know. Let's about the words match beyond. I just preferred it to this yeah. promo. And it's one of the story of that oh, one. Oh no, don't do in this. In AEW, right? Yeah. It's oh, come all on. captured in here. Raw. We're huh? doing the raw review. I, I, I don't mind that normally, but it's the raw review. Do that on the. I, I, I like it, but don't take the piss. Oh, right, okay. Do you like. What kind of words do you like? Uh, passionate. I just don't want to do this right now. Like, we're doing the... It's, come on, we're doing the Raw review. You do it on the Dynamite, one all you want, but I just think you kind of... I'm a bit annoyed by this, to be honest, and you encourage him. Like, you've fun. just taken the piss now, you two. Like, you're swearing all over the place. You know how much work it's going to be for me. Like, and now you're doing this, and you're shilling your book, as always. You're a f***ing sellout, you. And you, you're as bad as him, actually. You're a f***ing sellout as well. And if you're a sellout and you're a sellout, then I'm a sellout too, yeah! baby! I saw that on the line, I'm joking! I really did. I did that one, I'm just joking. I didn't like that at all. You get it on Amazon, it's great, but you're bloody brilliant. Uh, yeah, the live show is sold out. Thank you to everyone who's bought tickets. Thank you very much. Uh, Tuesday, November 21st, the Mosaic Tap. You guys have a fun time. I hated that. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Nicholas, we can uh, announce as well. Yeah, we are going to be releasing uh, parts of it as well, if not all of it, hopefully, as uh, audio, video stuff. Uh, so if you can't make it because you're, you know, in another country or whatever, uh, it is going to be coming out eventually. <laughs> if you live in the world. Yeah. <laughs> if you're reading this week's box or else in the world. Yeah, uh, but yeah, can't wait for that. Tuesday, November 21st at Mosaic Tap. Uh, sold out. I can't believe that. Already. Thank you. Not even November yet. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, right. I've been worried about that all bloody show. <laughs> uh, right. Breeze us through that five-star review. Yeah, review. yeah, yeah. But, uh, Let us know your thoughts on, uh, on everything we've discussed in the comment section below. Or on X. At what culture WWE? Watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... 
Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilwell. Follow our brilliant producer, Adam Nicholas, at It's Adam Nicholas. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back a little bit later on today to preview night two of Halloween. <laughs> anyway, uh, this has See been you later, guys. Guys. Have been sold. Have uh, tickets sold? This has been the Raw Review. We've been the Dudley Boys. You've been you. Thanks for watching. See you later. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.